22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Okay, tell me if you heard this one before. Heard it. Three gig. Motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) All right, tell me if you heard this before. Three gigs walk into a bar. Heard it. Ouch. Continue. They say ouch. Oh, fuck you. No, no. (laughs) First off, you guys keep cutting me off. Second off, I never said I knew the joke. I said, you know, if you guys knew it, fuck it. But oh, whatever. I hope this is an indication of the humor level we're going to have for the rest of the show. Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) I told you we burnt it all out in warm ups. Wow. (laughs) Maybe you did. Oh, I'm funny to the bone. All right. Welcome to the geek podcast that ain't no joke. It's called Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 103. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and the guy sitting next next to me is the geek who would go to the bar and ask for a seltzer, shaken, not stirred, MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Oh, crud. I always thought by this point in my life, I'd be the one making the crank calls. <laughs> I'm not even gonna, I don't even know. I, I, I always guess wrong. Fry? Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. You got it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> And the guy who guessed it right. Also, my other compadre here is the geek who would walk in and order a rum and coke, but you know very well he wanted the dragonberry drink. RT Square off the tech. You know, no one's going to win the battle of the sexes because there's too much fraternizing with the enemy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It depends on your audience. I guess. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Today, we're going to discuss the DC animated film Teen Titans, The Judas Contract. But first, Mike, 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 Mike. He just can't keep the news to himself. So he's going to give you the news with a little twist. But we just call it the quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Cap. I really like the way the Cap, uh, you know, addressed the Teen Titans title. I just It was great to actually hear somebody's testicles drop in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> oh, the Judas Contract. Judas? <laughs> contract. I'm loving a man once in a while. <laughs> All right. Let's just start it off with the bad. Why not? Former 70s and 80s sitcom star Aaron Moran died on April 22nd. Oh. Moran was best known as the spunky Joni Cunningham from the long-running comedy Happy Days, then later in the short-lived spinoff Joni Loves Chachi. Moran was 14 when she took the role as the youngest member of the Cunningham family. After her shows ended in 1984, she had a hard time finding steady acting work due to suffering from depression. In 2010, Moran was evicted from her California home and moved in uh, to her mother-in-law's trailer home in Indiana. But soon after that, she was kicked out of that home because of excessive partying. <sighs> yeah. Uh, Moran Damn. was found uh, by authorities from uh, Corridan, Indiana. An autopsy report indicates that her cause of death was from complications of stage four squamous cells carcinoma of the throat. Whoa. Yeah. Aaron Moran was 56. It's sad because I... I... Saw this on the news feed, and of course, me being of my age, I remember Happy Days, and Happy Days is a really cool show. They had uh, TV back in the prehistoric era? Stop, stop it, stop it. Wow. Yeah, but that, but they did. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll say this. What made me kind of mad, and I, maybe I shouldn't bring this up, but listening to Scott Bale's reaction, which now I realize Scott Bale, the more I hear from him, the more he's a fucking flaming turd. Yeah. Because he hears about the death, and he goes into this rant about... Her partying and, you know, she really needs to take care of herself. That's why God gave you a um, a body to take care of and she ruined it, not realizing what the cause of death was. And wow. then when he found out the cause of death had nothing to do with that, right? he had to backtrack. And he was like, no, I'm sorry, I just feel bad. You know, I grew up with it. I'm like, fuck yeah, you, yeah. bro. So Yeah, he's but, just a total douche. But going back to, to her, which is the, the main part of the story, it's just so sad to hear that she had such a rough time, yeah. you know, after her success and, you know, being popular. Just, yeah. I'm just... Really upset to hear about that. 
Oh, definitely. Oh, well, I mean, well, nice way to begin the show, Mike. Well, I want to get it out of the way. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. I do say death, 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 you know, so, okay. Yeah, exactly. Now that we got that out of the way. All right, moving on to other things. Mm-hmm. He-Man might have the power, Stop. but his movie doesn't have a director. <laughs> uh, the live-action reboot of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe is getting a complete overhaul with David S. Goyer writing a new screenplay following the departure of the director, McGee. Sony Pictures is currently interviewing unnamed directors as replacement, but even with this setback, the studio has given He-Man and the Masters of the Universe a release date of December 18th, 2019. Hmm. First off, why is He-Man still relevant? Now, I'm... I don't know. Once again, this, now, this is right in my generation. This is the 80s. Yeah. This is the early 80s. He-Man was, was really... You are like the biggest He-Man fan out of all of us. No, I'm right. not. That's what he's leading into. Oh, okay. If you were listening... See, now, now, now we wonder why Grapp doesn't listen. <laughs> I wasn't listening. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> let me make my point short. The fact is that I can't believe they're still going to try to make this movie. It doesn't even have any like, I mean, it does have a following of people who loved it, but it has no been reboots or rehashes. But there's no youthful following. Right. Right. And it's then, not like they have a, a cartoon adaption exactly. or anything like that. And I think McG would have been great if anybody's watching any of uh, McG's other films. Charlie's Angels, um, We Are Marshall. His vision the way he is, it's almost like Zack Snyder, visually fantastic director. Right. And I think for something of Masters of the Universe, that would have been great. So now David S. Goyer is kind of Well, like, he's writing. He's writing, but there's no director. Right, exactly. No director yet. Oh, God. So All we'll right. see how they, this turns out. They haven't called me that, so I'm, I'm still waiting. You don't even know who Masters of the Universe this, is. What are you talking about? Of course I've watched that. Who? Uh, I'm going to go into asking questions. He, man. <laughs> All righty. According to <laughs> Jurassic Park's Ian Malcolm, life finds a way. And evidently, so do sequels. In Jurassic <laughs> World 2, Jeff Goldblum will revise his portrayal of the negative mathematician, get it, <laughs> uh, that gets to say, I told you so, to everyone that wasn't eaten by dinosaurs. Uh, Goldblum played Malcolm in 1993's Jurassic Park and its 1997 Lost World sequel. And for you hoes at home with eagle eyes, you probably spotted Malcolm's book in 2015's Jurassic World. It was titled God Creates Dinosaurs. Jurassic World 2 is expected to terrorize theaters on June 22nd, 2018. Okay, so that's next year. Yes. All right, so... Because, you know, this is 2017, and the next one would be 2018. Coming from the guy who didn't hear what I was saying before. Yeah, You were saying something before? Right, exactly. There we go. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how excited I'm going to be about Jurassic... I mean, I liked visually Jurassic World. Yeah. Well, we had our review of it. I mean, we, I, I we wasn't thrilled talk- with the story at all. And we already talked yeah. about where, where it could go. You Actually, you talked about directly where you think it could go. Well, I mean, it's... You can't tell me you made another park. I mean, like, just who's insuring you? I asked that in the with this film, you know. So, so I mean, the last part we left off is that the military wanted them, and I'm like, I don't feel like seeing raptors in the military. It was uh, farmers who insured them. Oh, is that it? Yeah, yeah they, you know, we are farmers. We're stupid. That would have to be their slogan. And they got a free plug from us. So there you go. There you go. What else you got, Mike? Yo, Adrian! Oh, God. Now that Stallone has been revealed as Starhawk in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, and if you didn't know that, surprise, uh, Marvel Studios... Spoilers! Marvel Studios has plans to keep the 70-year-old action star busy. Although not confirmed, it seems that Stallone and his crew of foundational Guardians might be making appearance, appearances excuse me, in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and beyond. In addition to Star-Lord... Marvel Comics' entire team of original Guardians are slated to make an appearance in Volume 2. Michelle Yeoh as Aleda Ogord, Bing Rames as Charlie 27, Michael Rosenbaum again as Martin X, and Miley Cyrus voicing a CGI mainframe. What? Yeah. Now, did you... So, so that means that, like, even though they're calling themselves Guardians of the Galaxy, which, of course, seemed very spontaneous, it's like, so there was another Guardians of the Galaxy? Right. And yeah. no one remembered that? 
Now, I remember reading that book. I love that book. I love that book. Yeah. Ralph, are you familiar with the original Guardians of the Galaxy from the 90s? The late 80s, early 90s? There was one before this one. Okay, yeah. if you're going to keep asking questions the entire time, I'm going to get an automated person to replace you. Good luck finding an automated person to replace you. Look at Rosie from the Jetsons. This. <laughs> that was a horrible suggestion, Mr. J. I mean, the cap. <laughs> but um, just real fast, though, like, but interesting out of that, so it makes me wonder if they do continue past volume three, and then let's say that this original um, Guardians people, if they get their own movie, I wonder if then we'll get the introduction of uh, Vance Astro. Oh, Vance Astro, yes. Because that would be Why great. does that name sound so familiar? I've, I've talked about Vance Astro either on the show or, or off, but um, he was the guy, he had like a, a tragic story because just imagine, um, I think he was created in the 70s or something like that. So imagine, you know, 1970s, they sent this guy into space in hibernation to go to the nearest um, habitable planet in another galaxy. So it would take him 300 years to get there. From Earth or from, from Earth? Earth. Earth? From Earth, yeah. From Earth, yeah. So, but, it, you know, as, as advancements go, I mean, think about the 70s versus now in our real world. I mean, leaps and bounds of advancements well he's on this 300 year mission to get to this planet technology zoomed you know as it does so we had actually started colonizing long you know other planets and that planet so by the time he arrives 300 years later people are already there they're, they're happy to see him they celebrate him but everyone he knows is dead oh. for no real reason like you know yeah. he was supposed to be the only person there oh. so like think about it like your whole purpose has been blown away so you know, so he's lost that, but then also, either he was a mutant and no one knew, it or he didn't realize, or something like that. He had like a, I think, telekinetic power. I believe he had telekinetic. Line. Wasn't he part of the New Warriors? Um, at one point, late. Well, no, no, no. That's his alternate because it's, it's like he came back and there's a divergent. Oh. It's, it's kind of like he's now in the same time world, but he's a divergent part of himself. But his costume, they called it like a foil look, but like uh, the way it looked, it was head to toe, and he couldn't be out of it because he would instantly just he, turn to dust. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's like, he had a really tragic, tragic, and he also tried. He actually did convince the Vance Astro that's on the um, the New Warriors. He convinced him to not go into space, like to not even be interested in. That. Oh, which which causes right. the diversion, right? And then also, that Vance Astro has his abilities earlier because it's something oh. he does that I, I think, of course, you know him showing up. I think something happens, and then that forces the younger Vance Astro to use his abilities right. ahead of time. Question. Yeah. Answer. So while technology. Uh, you know, got better, and they were colonizing space. Didn't they see this capsule traveling? I think they, just, I think or they, they forgot about them. They just looked at it. Hey, what's that on the starboard side? On the starboard side, you will see a prehistoric capsule, <laughs> pretty much carrying a man from the seventies. Right. I mean, pretty much. But they probably just forgot about him. I mean, it could have been one of those things, also, where it was on a different orbit or, you know, or it's just bad writing. And <laughs> on your left, you will see the rings of Saturn. It's just bad Quite writing. beautiful, aren't But, you? I mean, Vance Astro, if you're talking about the original Guardians, he's actually one of the focal points yeah. of that team. Well, so. he ends up leading the team. And right. he, at some point, he ends up finding Captain America's shield. Right. And he so, has that for a while. So he's 300 years in the future, then comes back in time? No. Well, I mean, at some point, they just ended up coming back for some mission type thing. So yeah. he, he goes back in time. Yeah, and meets his younger self. Okay. Right. But, I mean, he doesn't stay in this time. Frame. As we just confused the fuck out of our audience. Yeah. <laughs> so that's or at least the ones who haven't read it. But if you haven't read it, read the original Guardians. And from what Mike's saying, um, Sly Stallone it ties into that original team. Right, because he's Star-Lord. Right. Yeah. I can't believe he's Star-Lord. Yeah. Were they, they even call him Star-Lord? No, no. Star-Hawk. 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 Yeah. Now you're confusing me. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It got confusing. Anyway. Okay. Uh, what does Sandman dream of? 
being a TV star, of course. Uh, <laughs> the fate of Neil Gaiman's Sandman big screen adaptation is alive, but barely kicking. However, the author of the famous comic book series has his own dreams for his creation. With the upcoming release of American Gods on Stars cable channel tonight, uh, yeah. Ga- Gaiman uh, was reported as saying, quote, why not take all the things that make it difficult to adapt? Take all the bugs in Sandman and make them features. The fact that you have 75 issues plus a whole bunch of stories, uh, you have 80 episodes. That's a good thing. The fact that you have adult themes and adult things, that is now a good thing. It will be a str- uh, It would be strange to take Sandman to TV, but I really do think it's the most important thing we could do, end quote. A Sandman feature film has been in and out of production at Warner Studios since 1996. Perhaps cable TV will provide audiences with the dreams they deserve. I was just thinking that, like the right network and the right format, TV might be, it might better serve. Oh, it would definitely be absolutely. Sandman. You know where Sandman could survive? Yeah. Netflix. Yeah. Oh, 100. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Oh, but it's yeah. funny because everybody's like solution is Netflix, but like that format has really revolutionized how we watch TV now. Well, yeah. you know what Netflix is doing now? They like if you have a good story, you can submit it to Netflix and they will pay. To create, but you know who did that before that, with the exception of putting all the episodes up front, HBO. HBO was doing that for so many years, having that like that long history of you know like having a a great episodic you know tale. I mean, like Spawn is is a much better cartoon than it was a movie. Oh hell yeah! Uh, Everything is a much better cartoon than the Spawn movie. But uh, P.S. Mike Mike and you've been talking about American Gods, and you know, I mean, I appreciate Neil Gaiman as a writer, but I wasn't into um, American Gods as much. I saw a couple of previews. I was like. Oh my god! Did you read the you book? Have to read the you book. didn't read the book. Read that the book, book no. is just amazing. I read the book, and, and and G was like, G hasn't been into it yet. No. Shout out to G. Um, but I think that she will because it looks. And I saw like behind the scenes and listening to Game and talk. Right. I'm excited to yeah. see this. I mean, I, I'm I, I'm sure it'll follow the book enough, but I mean, obviously, it'll never be that book. Yeah, I uh, I got an interesting text from my nephew the other day. He's like, "Hey, Unc, um, did you see this new series that's coming out on Stars called American Gods?" And I just I had to take a, st- a second, and I'm like, "Yeah, I, I, it sounds familiar." <laughs> I, I might have read that. Why book. did you take a step step back? Because you were proud, or because you were gonna lay into him? Like, what the fuck? I knew this before. You know, blah, 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 blah. I do not know of a podcast. Blah, 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 blah. One, yeah. I was proud that he was actually interested in oh, it. Okay, from that angle. Okay. And then the fact that he thought I haven't heard of it was like, oh, is like, come on, you you're, know, I'm, I'm the comic book nerd of the family. What's you're that? old. Maybe you've never heard of this. <laughs> <laughs> We're the same age, me and uh, him. Well, uh, you know. And nephew the same age? Yeah. Ah, Latinos. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like... Uh... Having uncles and nephews being the same age since the 18th century. Exactly. Yeah, we grew up together. That's what right. happens. Okay, on to the next. Anyone that watched M. Night Shyamalan's 2017 psychological horror thriller film Split, which starred James McAvoy in a tour de force performance, is already aware of the film's unexpected and completely awesome twist mm-hmm. at the end yep. what's the twist all right now for those of you that have not had the opportunity to see the film uh, let me spoil it for you mcavoy's character kevin crumb has 23 distinct split personalities with a 24th called the beast coming to the surface after murdering his doctor and some captives the beast escapes capture to begin his plans to rid the world of the untouched which are people he sees as impure because their hearts have never suffered a man in a small town diner watches the news reports of the hunt for the split personality killer who's now been nicknamed the horde a woman in the diner remarks of a similarity between Kevin and a terrorist in a wheelchair that was arrested 15 years ago. The oh. man sitting next to her is David Dunn, who reminds her that the terrorist's name was Mr. Glass. Yes, folks, Split and Unbreakable are a shared universe. Yes. And yes, there will be a third movie to what is now a franchise. That movie will be titled Glass. 
and it will star Bruce Willis, Samuel Jackson, and James McAvoy. Glass is expected in theaters Jan 18, 2019. Oh, my God. I I'm, I'm like, Mike's playing all this shit? What is he doing? Yeah, that's wow, the reason why. Who's I coming out? I cannot wait. I mean, oh, that... I mean, the movie, first of all, James McAvoy was amazing yeah. in, in Split. You said Tour de Force. So yeah, I figured that's you yeah. saying that. Yeah, so, I mean, wow, it was good. It, he was amazing, I thought. Um, the movie was really good. I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. That was the, I mean, of all the twists you could have, that was the most unexpected to see Bruce Willis sitting in that diner as David Dunn. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, it's did he say, hey, guess what? I'm unbreakable. Come on here. Take this back. Hit me with it. Come on. I That's so it. hard. That's when Ralph is writing it. <laughs> but you know what's funny? I didn't get to see the movie. I saw the movie after the twist because I had, a, I had somebody tell me, "Hey, did you see um did you see um Split?" Nah, I'm not probably not going to see it. It's M Night Shyamalan. I'm not, not going to look at. It. You heard about the twist? Fuck it. Spoiler for me. I have no problem. Then they told me and I was kind of like yeah, now you regret that. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then after I saw it, I was like, oh, man, it would have yeah. been so better if, it, if I didn't know. Yeah, exactly. Because that, like I said, it's not a plot of the movie. It's not, it doesn't even ever come up. You're not expecting this to be related because there's no reason to. And when you get that, you're just like, wow, that's cool. And then now that there's going to be a sequel, I'm excited. Yeah, too, especially because yeah. Unbreakable is such a great movie. Yeah. 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 What yeah. else we got? So, All righty. So Split is the sequel to Unbreakable? Technically. I mean, it's not shared really universe. related to, but yeah, like I said, shared universe. Spinoff. Yeah. Alrighty, last but not least, on the last episode of As the DC Superhero Movies Turn, the Flash feature film unexpectedly lost its original director, Seth Graham Smith. But faster than fans could say, we would really prefer seeing Grant Gustin in that role, director Rick <laughs> Fuck Your Mama, I, I mean, Famuyiwa, uh, took control of the film. But even with a brand new script, Famuyiwa cited creative differences and left the project faster than a jalapeno out of a hamster's rectum. <laughs> now, with the script undergoing another rewrite, the fastest franchise flop alive is quickly gaining rumors that famed Back to the Future and Forrest Gump director Robert Zemeckis is in talks with Warner Brothers. However, the substance of these talks have not been revealed. So, tune in next time when the ancient Mexican wizard says, Billy Batson, when you are in danger, you will gain great power when you speak my name. Esteban Enrique Nunez Garcia Ramirez Vesquez, Rodriguez Hernandez Cortez Martinez Robert Smith Shazam! And Billy Batson says, Fuck you, cabron. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. They yeah. just can't get their shit yeah, together. Yeah, by this point, I'm like, I just make it into a four-hour Flash special on TV. I mean, like, just, just stop. <laughs> and just give it a grand gust and then call it. A, call it. Or, or bring in the kid, but just be like, yeah, this is a real alternate reality Earth world thing that just he looks completely different. And there we go. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. Bring him in as impulse. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that, you. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Let, let Univision do it. It'd be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> then we can add all the sound effects you have, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you could. That's all your quick news? That is it. All right. Um, Ralph, do you have any quick news? No, not really. No? Okay. Well, I, the only thing about quick news I have is, did you hear about the Logan movie? And I, might, I might have thrown it to you in the email I sent you earlier yes. this morning. Yes. That, that um, They're going to release Logan as a black and white version. <sighs> really? If the movie's not originally filmed in black and white, it just... But doesn't it change the tone of things and how it looks and how you kind of, you know... I mean, it does 
to a point, but that's why you film it in black and white, like that, because you film everything differently. I mean, it shouldn't just be a matter of just wiping the color out of a movie, you know. No, no, no I understand what you mean, but what I'm saying is, when you look at something and you say, "Wow, this would have been better," it's almost like hindsight. You sit there and you, you look at something after it's done and said, "Oh, well, I could have tweaked this." Imagine like how much better this movie could be if it's black and white. I mean, it worked. It worked for The Walking Dead. I shouldn't even look at you for that one. <laughs> That's right. Um, what? Yeah. Did they walk in dead in black and white? They did um, season three or season two? Season one. I mean, they just did the first one. Over. Yeah, I know they did another one also. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, enough of you yawning. Let's get right <laughs> to it. All right. <laughs> now let's get into it. Today we're going to review the the, uh, the movie Teen Titans. Judas Contract. Balls dropped again. Ah. <laughs> With a synopsis. is a man who's always had his balls on the floor. MFG Mike the Finance Guy. It's like Roomba, except they're mine. <laughs> <It's> uh, <laughs> when will you ever hear him say that again? <laughs> Alrighty, Teen Titans, The Judas Contract is the 28th film in the DC Universe animated original movie series. And I really hate their name. And it's the sequel to 2016's Justice League versus Teen Titans. The film was directed by Sam Liu, who has directed several animated features such as All-Star Superman, Superman, Batman, Public Enemies, Hulk versus Planet Hulk, uh... I'm sorry, Hulk versus, I'm sorry, and Planet Hulk, and Thor, Son of Asgard. Uh, The screenplay was by Ernie Altbacker, who has written for Static Shock, Ben 10, uh, Spider-Man, Mucha Lucha, and Green Lantern Animated Series. The film is notable as it holds the final performance by Miguel Ferreira, a.k.a. Deathstroke, before his death from throat cancer on January 19th, 2017. Teen Titans, The Judas Contract was made on a budget of $3.5 million. It was released on April 4th and has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 80%. Which is really weird. It has a Rotten Tomatoes rating from the critics of 80%. But surprisingly, for this kind of film, the audience um, rating was 72. Really? Yeah, like really, it's usually for this kind of film, it's the other way around. It's usually higher than the critics. Usually the fans are all over yeah. the critics, like, yeah. Yeah. You smell that? What was that? That's the Warner Brother money. Yeah. Flying around. <laughs> hey, critics, 80%, right? Exactly. I got some Benjamins for you. <laughs> wow, okay. Alrighty, synopsis. Finally, a Teen Titan movie about the original team. Robin, Speedy, Kid Flash, Beast Boy, and Bumblebee? Uh, Okay. All right. And a Starfire origin tale? Sure. Uh, Well, at least we're finally getting a proper Titan story from the beginning. Uh, Oh, never mind. It's it's five years later, and Damian Wayne is Robin, and the joys immediately suck from the room. Uh, <laughs> Goomba Nightwing is hanging around the Titan Towers like a creepy uncle. Goomba Nightwing. It, remember him from the last I one? Do. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever, yeah. If you have ever seen any version of animated Titans, you already know the Terra story. Uh, Brother Blood is involved in this one, but even he doesn't know why. Uh, so remember, if you only watch one animated movie with jailbait, make it this movie. <laughs> oh. right. It's starring Stuart Allen as Damian Wayne Robin, Taisa Formiga as Raven, Brandon Suhu as Beast Boy, Jake T. Austin as Blue Beetle, Carrie Walgren as Starfire, Sean Mayer as Nightwing, Christina Ricci, who I love her, as Tara, Miguel Ferreira as Deathstroke, Greg Henry as Brother Blood, Meg Foster as Mother Mayhem, and Kevin Smith as himself. Yeah, I know. I was very surprised at that. But before we get into anything, whether bashing or praise, let's press that button, please. Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. Ah, and that spoiler button is brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Studios. So, Stush. 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 Make it sound like Bush beer. <laughs> I got to ask Steve to make a commercial for that. <laughs> <laughs> but 
of course, it'll probably curse me out because they'll probably hear me making a bad impersonation of him. But anyway, all right, let's get to it. Judas contract. Oh, blight us! Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into it. Judas contract. And by the way, Mike, nice little foreshadowing with your last little thing on the synopsis there. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's get into it. First thing I want to say is, were and I'm so glad you said that in the synopsis. Did you want to see a t- an original Titan story? Yeah. After watching that interaction in the beginning, yes. I was yeah. very excited. I'm like, because I thought, I mean, granted, these weren't the same Titans of the Judas Contract storyline, but I'm like, oh, cool, it's fresh. I, I won't see Damian Wayne. Like, pretty much that was really my only requirement, actually. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, Teen Titan. Oh. <laughs> I was wondering, like, where the hell is Cyborg? What's going on? Well, uh, Cyborg- he's in the movie, so no. Yeah, you have to remember that Cyborg is already part of the Gro- Justice League yeah. at that time. Then why won't I missed Well, it's because remember, this is the same universe as Justice League War. Okay. Right. This is the DC New 52 universe, sort of, which means he's already part of the other team. Right. Yeah. Is this the same universe as uh, Bad Blood? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All of it. Remember, where anything has Damian Wayne in it, this is all that one universe, which, right. you know, is all part of the New 52. Okay. Yeah. So that, that, that's why Cyborg can't be there. Yeah. But I mean, watching them interact together, I was like, I actually wanted to see something. Even, and you're right. Even with Bumblebee, I was like, Bumblebee? But okay. I mean, yeah. why, why, why did you like, is Wonder Girl just not allowed? <laughs> Kid Flash, Speedy, all of them together. That was, that was kind of cool. Um, so at that point, Wally West is now the Flash, right? He's Kid Flash. But at which point are we talking about? He's talking about point. five years before. Five him? years afterwards. Five, I mean, we don't know. Uh, because I mean, oh, shit, in Justice right. League War... Um, which Flash was that? Barry, was that Barry? Yeah, that's Barry. But then, then he's not. Then he's just he's not. Just, he's just not. Not there. He could be dead. He, he could died. be in the Speed Force. He could just. Who, who Wally? Yeah. yeah. If, in other words, he's asking if, if in the five years before he was Kid Flash, and five years, well, we don't know if it's five years later, but we know that in Justice League War, that Flash is Barry Allen, then what happened to Wally? Yeah. Like, is he still Kid Flash? You know, like, we don't, we have no way of knowing. That that's a really good question. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Look because, around because, because, because in the New Fifty Two, was Barry? It wasn't Barry yet, but right? he wasn't no. back yet, right? No. So in the actual comics, he wasn't back yet. So that was Wally. He was still Wally. Yeah. So yeah. Anyhow, uh-huh. anyway, but back to the show. But back to the show. So um, I mean, I agree with Mike. I definitely wanted to see that. Um, but question I wanted to ask you: How did you feel about um them showing how Starfire and Dick Grayson met, and showing that as like the purpose for that flashback? Yeah, with, with was, the whole, I didn't understand the purpose of the flashback. In other words, it, I mean, yeah, it's it answers the question that no one was asking that's watching these animated movies of how they met because, I mean, you just jump because of the fact that your first Teen Titan animated movie didn't introduce the original team. It's like she's just there, so we just took it for granted. And her introduction isn't that interesting. Nope. I mean, <laughs> and it, it, it sort of tricks you because it makes you think that the movie's going to be about Starfire. Exactly, which you would think it would be since you went out of the way to give me an intro to her yeah. and didn't at any point in the movie bring back Blackfire. Yeah. It's not like, you oh, know, Blackfire, it ends yeah. with like Blackfire, like, I'm going to get those Titans. Or, you know, like, there's <laughs> so that you went and showed me her origin for no other reason than to have her start kissing Dick Grayson. Yeah. You know, they, uh, two things. They might have used that to uh, catapult for another movie to set up for another story yeah well, but, that's, but that's bad writing you don't do it that way and second thing uh, I taught Starfire Spanish ah there we go yeah, it was very interesting is that why your lips are orange I thought it was adobo <laughs> I thought it was just Cheetos <laughs> a little bit of both yeah <laughs> no but you know what I mean like in other words you don't 
if you want to set up for a movie, then like I said, at the end of that movie, at the very least, I mean, they actually could have filtered it through. There should be talk about the Tamaranians. Yeah. There should be talk about Black Fire. You know, just something. But I mean, you introduced it and then brought it up never more. <laughs> well, they, they did mention it when uh, Beast Boy was talking to Tyra. He's like, well, uh, Starfire's psycho sister's trying right. to kill her. Right. Yeah, but that's, that's not only, like, but that's the not, only yeah, but that's not a way you lead in another movie. That's just really weird. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, it was just, it was a really weird way to, to, to tell us something that we didn't ask, you know. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, I'll look at it this way. I, I think, I understand, I agree with you, Mike, saying that it's not the way to write, but I think because DC knows that they can go anywhere with it, mm-hmm. you can drop little nuggets right. there and say, you know what, at some point we can take that from one movie and blow it up into something else. Might right. not be the way to write, but it sounds like that's the way DC's doing it because They've done it a couple of times already. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, they they did a lot of weird things. I thought with this movie, that was, well, th- those two things: introducing the original team, introducing Starfire, and then moving ahead with the movie that in no way related to anything we saw. Like it wasn't even like like a previous enemy from the five years ago showed up again. I'm like, it wasn't even like like Brother Blood was involved with the invasion that they were fighting. I mean, it just it just was like, oh, here's something that you might find interesting. And here's the movie. <laughs> you know? And actually, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Rob. Well, there, you never know. There might have been like a, a secret scene where Brother Blood is talking to Blackfire. Oh, um, uh, yeah, my sister's on your world. Can you try to, you know, do something later, like five years later down the line? Try to take her <laughs> powers, maybe? I'm busy right now, but I'll get on that in five years. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Brother, Brother Blood, fast forward five years later, or pre- fast forward to present day with the Titans and everything. Um, we watched the invasion of, of this, this stronghold and, you know, brother, brother Blood's there. How do we like this rendition of Brother, brother Blood? Because this is not the first time he's been in DC Animated or DCU. It, it, right. Because he's, he was on Arrow and he's on Teen Titans Go. Yeah. Right. You know, so they've introduced the character a couple of times. How did you guys feel about this version of Brother he, Blood? He was also in uh, the... Uh, uh, the, the Teen Titans uh, cartoon before Teen Titans. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. So he's been he's been around a Wasn't couple that of Teen times. Teen Titans Go. No, Teen Titans no, Go and Teen oh. Titans are two different things. Yeah. Oh, okay. The original Teen Titans show that was serious, and then right. later on was Teen Titans Go, which is the silly one. Oh, that's right. I just I'm remembering the theme song. They said Teen Titans Go. That's why I was like, wait. Oh, that's right. It wasn't called that. <laughs> Teen Titans Go. Right. Yeah. Oh. Um, um, yeah. I mean, it's he was okay. He was rather flat as a villain. In the comics, didn't he have uh, like a sort of like psychic power where he controlled people? One of the Brother Bloods did. Oh, okay. There's been more than one. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of felt like, I mean, did, did you feel like it was the whole what I call Spider-Man 3-ism? Too many villains to concentrate on? Or? Well, they realized that they did not write an interesting story. And they didn't. <laughs> and then they said, oh, well, it should make it interesting if we throw in another villain. Without an interesting story. <laughs> <laughs> and oddly enough, you would think that two half stories would make one whole. No, it doesn't. Well, it's like two wrongs don't make a right. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> well, three lefts make a, a Four right. rights make a left. Four marks make a right. Yeah. Three lefts just mean you're just somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> and now let's get to, to the freaking flame. I'm not even going to call it the, the big elephant in the room. The flaming elephant in the room. Because this shit was obvious. Anybody who knows Judas Contract knows about... Who's it about and what's the story about? I mean, they talk about it in Teen Titans Go. They always tease it with Terra and her involvement with the team. From the minute she gets introduced, I feel like they they really handled her introduction and her interaction poorly. What say you? I say piss poorly. So she's been with this team for a year and she still acts like she's surprised about the way that they treat her. Yeah. Like. Evidently, that year they treated her really badly. It's only now that they started filming. Everyone's like, "Oh shit, be nice to her." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
and then she she acts like oh, oh I, I'm not getting any credit or anything. You're part of a team. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. it's, it's teamwork. <laughs> no one gets the credit. Well, you shared entirely. Yeah, I mean, they what it is they were trying to go through the whole like you know I'm trying not to fit in thing, but it was just the wrong approach. I mean, the right. approach should be for any double agent approach is I'm supposed to like you. I'm not supposed to, first of all, I'm not supposed to be going into a movie that the movie assumes that I've watched all your renditions of your cartoons enough that I've seen this story played out. And then I know the story. Right. So I should have already, like Tara should have been like the nicest member going out of her way to do things to, to fit in. Yeah. Right. So that like for, for me, because again, I am imagining they're trying to get younger audience. And when I say younger, I don't mean eight year olds. I just mean, Newer audience. I mean, you know, like you know, if every few years there's new people going to discover your your animations. Yeah. So, you know, it's I should have like been like, wow, Tara is incredible. She's a great character. In fact, she should have been in the other movie, helping them out. That's yes. the way. I mean, you're there is no way DC doesn't know what they have planned for their movies. They're not just willy nilly throwing out millions of dollars. Actually, we're talking about Warner Brothers. Yeah. Really? Well, yeah. Really? But, <laughs> but they should. So that like she should have been there. This way, by this Agreed. movie, yes, we know the story. But then other people would have been like, oh my god. She's a traitor. You well, know. Right. Here's a, a little behind the scenes secret. Warner Brothers actually subscribes to the Ralph School of Winging It. I walked, Obviously. I walked into their office and they literally have a uh, cork board with ideas and there's darts. Yeah. That's what it is. It's just, <laughs> just that's it. <laughs> well, so for, they're, for, chuck, they're chucking a lot then. Yeah. For the next movie, uh, Judas Contract, Teen Titans, Terra. All right. Uh, Jail Bait. <laughs> One more. We'll get to jailbait in a second. Right. Slade. All right. Cool. Here's yeah. what I'll say because I don't want to make this the main point of the movie, but I mean, I feel like it kind of is. I mean, you know, this whole this whole movie is about this character and her, about her betrayal right. of the team, and especially there's times where they say you stay away from the source material or you can veer from the source material. This is time where if source material had it right. Right. If you re- if you anybody read the, the book by Wolfman and Perez, she was likable. The book. She she was likable. You knew who she was. She really, you really felt like she was part of the team, right? So because when she was, so when she 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 betrayed them, it actually is a shocker because yeah. you don't see it coming from right. seeing her being well, like a dick from the beginning. Which which tell. also which also just it's not even just about could tell like the, what made the um one of the things that made the, the movie bad as far as the writing goes is that she was a dick to them all the time. And there's one thing to say like oh, okay, so and so is a troubled youth. I mean, you know. You know, if you counsel people or just knowing your friends or how you're trying to help them, sure, you might say, like, oh, I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. But, like, it made no sense that everyone's like, oh, but we love you, Tara. I'm like, why would you love her this much? She's yeah. evidently, like, you might be like, I'm not wishing you dead, but but I'm not going to be like, I love you. Then, then again, if your group has Damien, I yeah, mean, you know, oh, you yeah. have an open heart for everybody. Could, could just be him. No, but you know what I'm saying? Like, so that, that their reaction to her made even less sense because she's that unpleasant to be around that I'm like, they just wouldn't hate her, but they wouldn't. They, they would just be like, "Hey," because they. The weirdest part is they're they're treating her like we love you, but yet each other they're like, "Yeah, whatever. How you doing?" Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, I don't understand well, why you all love her so much." Oh, well, Starfire and Robin. I mean, and uh, Nightwing, sure, you know, uh, whatever. Yeah, well, whenever they can get out of each other's hoo has. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So I mean, I found that just really bad, and then the fact that. Her betrayal was revealed like what? What twenty minutes? I was fifteen, but okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, twenty minutes, and then they just removed Robin from the movie. Yeah, which I, you were happy. loving it. Oh, I was so happy. <laughs> I, I mean, I knew they wouldn't kill him, you know, because I didn't th- write it. But. My thing about Damien's interaction was, I felt like he was a little bit too late to the game, even though it was early on in the film. I felt like he would have been suspicious from the beginning because he right. has those kind of senses. Yeah. He is really, you know, he, he's well, not he just doesn't trust anyone. He, right. It's not, it's not a spider sense. His, his action is, I just think everybody's up to something. Yep. <laughs> yes. You know? 
<laughs> it's more of a philosophy than an actual instinct. <laughs> Question. What is Damien's sword made out of that it could just slice through, I'm oh. guessing, like, reinforced steel? Well, it like slice through rock like crazy. Yeah. Um, it's the same thing as Deathstroke. It's made out of uh, DC animated steel. <laughs> <laughs> is that a new uh, element on the periodic table? Yeah. It's, right, right? it's right, right under adamantium, but... Harder than everything else. <laughs> Speaking of Deathstroke and hard, let's go. <laughs> let, 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 let's move to this point. So they, they, you're right. They reveal the whole, um, you know, that Terra is in cahoots with Deathstroke, but with a little twist from the book, from what I understand. Well, can I, can I yes, remember the in book? a way. I mean, you yeah. know, it's here. It's definitely overt that she's just like, I want your stuff. Yeah. And it took <laughs> oh us. A, it took us a while actually in the in the movie before. We're supposed to take it from his action that he hasn't done anything with her. He finally like says like you know I keep telling you later and I'm like first of all I'm not buying that <laughs> you know um, but in the mo- in the book if I remember I mean she liked Deathstroke I think I thought it was more like it like, was more like, father's like father father daughter because yeah. when the whole thing with but, Jericho but comes up extremely jealous daughter yes. like like you know like I was an only child and who's this baby you just brought home kind of a jealousy yes. you know but yeah it was much more like that in the comic that's what I'm saying yeah. yeah. So, yeah, this twist made no sense. And well, also the fact that, yes, we know 18 is a legal age, but they are teen titans, and we don't have an exact age on any of them, so this made it very uncomfortable. I was watching it, and I don't want to bring up Batman um, um, killing joke again, but it's almost like, are these guys still writing this? the same guys writing the stuff? Because the, the guys who wrote that Batman and, and Batgirl should have a, a an on-air yeah. thing, or on-film thing. Now write this and think it's okay. And I'm just like, but what are you trying to say? What are you doing with the women characters? What are you saying about, you know, the men? It just, I was Oh, finally, people are finally listening to me. That's why I'm like, I've been saying this all along. I mean, DC, it's, we're not even talking about the comics. They're they're animated female characters. They're either referred to negatively. They're always bitches or they're always something like that. They're either psychotic. They they kill where the men don't generally, um, hero-wise especially, or they're oversexed. And I'm like, what's up with this? My question was, who did Tara's makeup for that scene? Oh, that was she. she looked they, like they, she just whore, came out of a cheap, makeup. Yeah. a cheap whorehouse. Yeah, like it was actual whore makeup, which I guess. And I mean, I, I'll give what I assume they were trying to do, as far as from an artistic point of view, they were trying to say that this is a young girl's attempt of what she thinks adult would look like. Yeah, and I get that, which is disturbing. They should have addressed it a little bit more and made it clear if that was the point they were trying to make. That's very disturbing, which adds to how disturbed she is. But still, no. <laughs> they should have just yeah. left it father's uh, father daughter, you know, relationship because this, like I said, we don't know how old she is, and I know teen is loose, but they are supposed to be young. Yeah. So you know, I I kind of always imagined they should be in the fifteen ish year yeah, exactly range. Personally, that's just in my mind. Two seventeen at the max. I found know? it hard for me to, to make the argument of oh well, she's an older teen. Still doesn't. Yeah. It's, still, it's still a lot of ambiguousness. Legal where, but right, but legal but wrong looking appearance. Yes. Like in other words, eighteen is legal at least in New York. You know, for uh, for consenting adults stuff like that. But still, do you want to see an eighteen year old with a fifty year old man? You know, you know, it's just it's not no. illegal. It just still seems wrong. Absolutely. You know? Morally, yeah. But... And especially for a cartoon 
for teens. Even though they're saying, well, <laughs> we're pitching for your older audience. I'm like, but you can't have it both ways. But but and, but even if you are pitching for the older, older audience, what are you telling your older audience? You know, like, no, I have no, no, what, find no, an 18-year-old? I, I agree with you, but the, the argument would probably be, yeah. well, it's a more sophisticated um, right. plot. Therefore, you'd be able to, you know, to delineate between, you know, what's right, what's wrong, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, but it's still like, it's still muddled in a lot of like uncertainty right. because of the whole, like you said, the whole teen thing. Yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, you know the main reason why Slade didn't do anything, right? What's that? When they brought him back, they didn't bring him all back. Oh. If you know what I mean. There's a little bit of something hanging out in the Lazarus pit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, let's do something. Uh, I got to do something. <laughs> What's the last, is that a Zagnut? No. <laughs> but if you find it, bring it to me. Um, <laughs> but also, I, did you notice that she, she was even more of a bad girl? Because once again, and I don't know what rating they're trying to go for, from out of nowhere, when Tara gets surprised at the surprise party, which I don't know why they threw for her, remember? She's like, shit. And yeah. I'm like, Really? This is <laughs> well, a teenage they, animated film. Well, they why? Said they even have asshole in it. Yeah. Oh. And I'm like, why? I and then they'll sit there and cry. Our um, you know, parents aren't letting their kids read comics as much as anymore. I'm like, really? I wonder <laughs> why. <laughs> so they have shit asshole, but they don't say sex. No. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, that's too much. It's too much. It's too much to um, say sex. But uh, now going back to um, getting to more of the meat of the story, what did we think about? The plot, which took a while to get going on about the biggest plot was that Brother Blood doesn't seem to actually need their blood, per se, which I don't understand what he was taking from them. He drained the blood of the reporter, but didn't need need their blood from his machine. He he was taking their chi. Right. But also what I I didn't understand was this, was that, uh, you know, they captured all the Titans except for Nightwing. So he's just like, well, just for the symmetry of the machine, I need another person. So they give him Terra. Who, you know, when he takes their, like I said, if you want to say it's chi, like Ralph is saying, he takes their chi, he gets their abilities. And I'm like, so you wanted Damien and Nightwing. What exactly, <laughs> what higher being? Because he, and when he takes it, he's like, I'm a god now. Yeah. And I'm like, what exactly did you think you were going to get from Dick Grayson except for repressed sexual memories of being touched by Batman when you were oh my 14 god. years old? Like, I'm not really clear what he was expecting. Because he's like, you didn't get Nightwing. And I'm like... Why did you need him? <laughs> Damien is pretty much probably a better fighter, at least more ruthless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? He was trained by the dragon. Yeah. I felt the storyline, I felt like they could have went with any other subplot and yeah. it might have served better than what, yeah. they, what they gave us with yeah, Brother It just Blood. made no sense that he's just, uh, and, and also I'm assuming there's other superheroes in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, well, I didn't get it at all. They're actually a lot harder to catch. I that's, guess that's so. That's what it is. And, and for me, I'm like, okay, so, they could have just lured Wonder Woman with ice cream. We saw that from Justice League War. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> the way they caught Beast Boy is so hilarious. Well, well, that well, I that, thought was that's like the, the way they will catch you. <laughs> I mean, if if it says do not press, you gotta press the button. Well, it's a big button. It too. says do not press. I, even I thought twice. I was like, oh. well, I know you. <laughs> I'm like, well, I, I would have probably pressed it and run. <laughs> yeah, I would have used like a stick and from the distance. Yeah, but what I but also I loved is that. Uh, they captured Blue Beetle. They captured Jaime Reyes, right? Yeah. When he's in the machine, what is he dressed as? As Blue Beetle. Why? Yeah. <laughs> he, he, the, 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 the protective armor is either unconscious or it's conscious. Yeah. It didn't sort of become conscious, cover him up, which means it's now defending itself. Yep. It was just one of those like things where I'm like, you guys really didn't think that. It just felt like their plot was an afterthought. It really did. You know? I thought about that when you were talking about the machine and how it takes things and yeah. why would you take um, Damien? I'm like, yeah. but... Th- 
you couldn't take the, the ability from Jaime. You have to take right. it from the beard. Right. Basically, it's just going to be, you know, a, a, a kid that barely speaks English. Did you? Oh, fuck. Hey, hey. <laughs> Where is it? Oh, wow. That was the line. That, that crossed the line? That's Mike's Trump comment of the day. <laughs> Did you notice that when they caught Damien in the tube, no sword? Right. When he's freed, sword magically appeared. Well, we know where the sword is, and so does Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> So you're saying it's tactical training? That's why he knows how to put. You need to put the sword there one day. I'm going to show you what to do. <laughs> this may seem uncomfortable, but I'm an adult. Trust me. I Don't wiggle do too it. much. You never know oh when God. you need a sword. That's horrible. Anyway, but yes, yeah, so I thought that that was really a thin plot. Now, what did we think though about Jericho? You know, it's funny that, that was just tossed in in the beginning, tossed in at the end, and it's actually a very important part of the Judas contract story. What's, what's funny is that. Jericho I mean, was the, I the blonde. Yeah, no, yes. the blonde boy. Jericho is the boy that first tests out the machine, gets okay. super strength, and then gets shot in the head. Okay. That is Deathstroke's son. Right. And that is not a surprise. That is already known in the Teen Titans. When they when they meet Jericho, they know he is Slade's son. Um, and that uh, So that's a big part of the story. For them to not even introduce him as Slade's son was just just weird to yeah. say the least you know what's funny is i mean i know the judas contract but i forgot about jericho and that when when the blonde guy i my head wasn't there my head was so concentrating on terror and her interaction with the titans and, and deathstroke yeah. totally forgot about jericho until the end when he got him there is that and then i had to look look back and i was like oh shit that's jericho right it is it it tossed in oh no. yeah yeah exactly that's what i'm saying it's, so that was like a third storyline because also and it would that would have been an interesting storyline for instance for slade to find out that brother blood had his son that's if they're going to make him his son. I mean, you know, because that would that would actually have been a better motivation as to like, you know, like, they, well, we have your son. You've got to do what we want. Meanwhile, they don't know that they killed the son. You know, right. I think that would have been a great motivation. Well, if DC really wanted to, they can somehow say that that bullet didn't really kill him. And then he's back. And well, he is other... back because of, remember, that's the whole thing about Brother Blood. Even when they're dead, there's a trace of life in them. So oh. Brother Blood has healed him. Oh, okay. So technically, Jericho is alive. I mean, you know, just well, possessed you by Brother well, Blood. Well, you, you saw the after credits, right? There was an after credits? Oh, you didn't watch the after credits. I'm no. sorry. Yeah, so that's, that's why. Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking ass. I, yeah, so they go back to the just, scene. The credits Dude, took it, so long. It, it's yeah. called fast yeah. forward. That's all it's called. And I did fast forward, actually. <laughs> Me but, too. But here's the interesting part, though, is that that his body is still right where they left it. It's been days. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, really? It's exactly where you left it. It was just, it just felt so much like they just tossed in everything in this movie. That like almost to the point that I'm like, were you guys making this particular movie when you made this movie? Uh, I'll say this: Was there anything you did like? Because I'll be honest with you, in comparison to the other Teen Titans movie, and and mind you, we just spent about half an hour you know bashing it but i'll say this in comparison to the other teen titans movie this was better oh 100 percent. Uh, you know i'm about to say i again after all this in my rating will show it like i didn't hate it i mean it has those problems i i did not mind it um there were parts that seemed slower yeah. but all in all it wasn't a bad attempt um definitely it's definitely one of those movies they weren't going to try and like oh we'll put it in the movie theaters and see if anyone no no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not paying you 13 bucks to see that i got news for you right now <laughs> you know so I of course I enjoyed Nightwing in yeah. all his awesomeness right he, he was fun yeah he was great and they, and they did a good job of like making de, him pretty awesome yeah. you know? de, de goombaing him <laughs> yeah <laughs> and can someone answer why do they switch from red to black I mean from red to blue and um, blue to New 52 New 52 when, when they made all the Robins they wanted them all be streamlined and they had the idea that 
if he was off shooting at from Robin to Nightwing, he would have a suit that was um, that represented Robin. So red made more sense yeah. than blue. Okay, and also red is like cool. I mean, seriously, that's I mean, because it was around the same year that they made the Fantastic Four all in red suits. Yes, for no reason. I honestly think the blue looks way. Better. Oh, the blue is oh, much I, better. Yeah, on absolutely. Him, you know. but you get to see Nightwing's original blue suit. Oh, with the collar. The bullet, the belt, uh, belt. Thing, yeah, yeah it was horrible. horrible I think I've seen that. Yeah. But but there are some good qualities. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No. And then uh, Beast Boy seemed a little bit over the top. Like mm-hmm. they were, I understand Beast as Boy, opposed to before. Well, <laughs> he's supposed to be the comic relief. I understand that, but come on. Yeah, come on. No, but 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 one thing, and it's really weird that I noticed this. I'm like, oh, finally they have him making until the end, making good choices in what he was turning into. Yeah. Because it'll always just be oh, like, yeah. you know, like he'll be fighting like Godzilla and like he'll turn into a hummingbird. You're like, what the fuck is up with this? I mean, <laughs> like, but I mean, towards the end, though, you were just like, well, if you can turn into these other creatures, like, why did you just turn into, you know, like whatever he yeah. turned into? I mean, but he did make good choices. So like, I'm like, OK, you did improve the character thought process right. better. And I'd like that. I was lost, though, on the whole. OK, Dick, first of all, Batman would just be like. Okay, so let's get this right. The public is pretty much realizing that a guy with your general build is hanging around with Starfire. And Starfire is orange, like a Oompa Loompa, yep. with green, as, solid green eyes. As we saw know. with her thong, her cheeks are fully yeah, real. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and it, but with these solid green, no pupil eyes for the most part, and big-ass flowy red hair. And Dick Grayson has just bought, I mean, set up an apartment with her. Who must Nightwing be? <laughs> well, she, she never uses the front door. She always flies out the balcony, and she only comes in at Right, night. which means everybody on the street is like, hey, do you see that orange Oompa Loompa fly into that apartment with that guy that looks suspiciously like Dick Grayson? Oh, oh no, he like, goes... That, that is Dick Grayson, I he, mean? He goes in through the front, and she goes through the top. That's not helping. <laughs> and not I'm sure she's on the lease. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was the least of my worries, but it definitely... But that's another thing I, I didn't want as part of this storytelling. I mean, you could have kept that whole thing... You know, like, yeah, like this. How do I say? Um, I can't even speak today. What the hell's wrong with me? Did you, like did, any other day? Did you notice the foreshadowing when they were setting up the apartment? Why do you need so many weapons? And then well, what were they foreshadowing? The fight that he has with. Um, oh, oh, for later. I'm sorry. I thought you meant like foreshadowing the for apartment. another movie. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No. The moment Deathstroke made that part, I was like, well, luckily the weapons are all there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first thing I thought. You know. I mean, that's why you have a wall of weapons. Yeah. If you're a superhero, Absolutely. you need a wall of weapons because. If a, a villain comes into your house and starts attacking to you, you're you can money. easily grab weapons. And Coco. Yeah. <laughs> Unless <laughs> you're rude. I'll say this, though. <laughs> Things I liked real quick. I mean, I did like a lot of the action. I, mm-hmm. I, I liked, I mean, the artwork was yeah, the better. The action was fun. The action was a lot of fun. Yeah. Especially with the Deathstroke and um, Nightwing scene. That was really, that really a lot was of a good fun. fight scene. Yeah. I actually felt more, uh, I felt more empathetic with um, Beast Boy than I did with um, Terra when the whole, like, you yeah. know, like when Terra's like breaking down and having a mental breakdown. Didn't feel bad for her at all. Nope. Felt bad for Beast Boy. Yeah. I like taking that beating. Well, that's the thing, too, that that the terror in the Judas contract is much more interesting of a character because she's just crazy. Yes. This isn't like crazy. Because, I mean, yes, Deathstroke um, fawning over his son in the comic is what really makes her hate Deathstroke. Um, she's just crazy all, all together. She, yeah, there is no, like, she doesn't do one of those, like, wow, I did the wrong thing. Let me help the group. No, she, to the bitter end, is trying to kill them all. Yeah. She dies trying to kill them. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that is much more interesting. I understand they're trying to make her... I, I never understand, actually, I'm sorry, let me correct that. I never understand why they try to make her a sympathetic character. 
That's ever since the book has been out, and every time they they do the story, they always try to give her sympathy. And I'm like, what about her just being psycho bitch crazy? Because she is, you know. It's that whole thing that you mentioned in the beginning, the fact that, uh, well, the way that they portray women mm-hmm. nowadays in certain stuff, it seems sort of in a negative light because of political correctness. Okay. They're trying not to do. They're that. trying to soften it. Yeah. Here's a negative light, but then we try. I see what you're saying. So they're saying. Um, yeah, if we make her seem like a psycho bitch, some women are going to come up and up and be like, hey, right. why is she such a psycho bitch? Right. I see that. No, I don't. I can definitely agree with yeah. that. So but then how do we also feel... Sorry about that. You're saying? No, no, no. Oh. Uh, how do we also feel about uh, the, you know, again, this is the first animated film, but nonetheless, it's the umpteenth terror. You know, it's how many times am I going to watch the Titans get betrayed by terror? How many times is Batman going to fight the Joker for the first time? How many times is Jean Grey going to become the Dark Phoenix? What I really wanted, and it's kind of something you said earlier, the fact that we know what the story is. First of all, we make terror likable. You could actually put a plot uh, what do they call that? Uh, a red herring mm-hmm. to make people go a different directions. Saying, "Wow, they might do something different with this," right? And make somebody else be the traitor, and then end right. up being the traitor. And even though you knew it all along, you're like, right. "I actually thought it might be Damien." They didn't do that. They just right. said, "You know the story." They just gave it to you, and it, there was no angst. Yeah, you, you know, it would be an interesting story what? where um, she's sort of like a, a triple agent, where she's playing Deathstroke making him think that she's working with him and then at the end is actually her working with the titans like she switches it up but that would just be her becoming a good guy i think it would, I, guess. I think i think that idea could work if you if, if the third person she works for was herself and that she had her own ulterior motives or, and that you know because right. yeah. then they would make it about well i'm fucked up i'm just more fucked up than deathstroke and yeah, true, i true. do it with the titans yeah right. but are we tired of seeing the same stories rehashed with yes. i mean it's I like, want new original stories. But because, well, let's put it this way. Let's just take a bet. If the Teen Titans series comes out live action, two year, second season, Tara, and you know course. it will be. Most likely. But that's what I'm saying. So how many times are we not going to get originality? How many times are we... That's why I was mentioning. How many times are we going to see Batman fight the Joker for the first time? Tara, turn on the Titans. Jean Grey, become Dark Phoenix. Like, how many more times are we going to watch the same story unfold? And and then wonder why the audience isn't as impressed, right? You know. But if they do a new, different take on Terra, where it's not right. I mean, yeah. No, well, if you just bring her in as a character, wonderful. I mean, she doesn't have to be evil. Yeah. She doesn't have to turn, yeah. Right. You could, because I mean, as you've seen in um, Arrow, you can rewrite the, you know, what what you have. Right. Or or how about they have her come in, right? Not as uh, uh, an accomplice with Slade, but that Slade turns her along the way. Like yeah. She first starts out with the Teen Titans, and then he turns her, and then she flips on the, on the that, Titans. That, that, and, but that would be interesting, but right. that would be a, a longer series. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be fine, too. Anything else you guys, you guys want to mention before you go into ratings? Uh, art, pretty good. Yeah. There weren't moments where, you know, some movies where they just, like, they dumbed down the animation. Yeah. Oh. And this one, it seemed pretty good. The fight scenes were really great. Yeah. I like that. And oh, sounds like I've said that before. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> Once again, Once I, I, was, shush. I was just happy that Damien was out of that movie for quite a period of time. I, I knew that. I was like, and at, at, at 15 25, Mike is happy. Listen, I know how much you hate Damien, but he is one tough motherfucker. The way yeah, he talks he to Slade, he's like, oh, Mayweather's a tough motherfucker and annoying, just like Damien. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, you can be tough and still be annoying, just saying. All right, um, rename the movie. I'll start first. I'm just want to call it. One angry teen Titan Lolita. That's the only thing I got. Because <laughs> she just seemed angry or just yeah. sexualized. That's oh, all yeah. it was. That's all she had. <laughs> I'm going to fuck you. I'm going to kill you. Sorry. <laughs> Ralph. Teen Titans. There's a lot of sex on the brain. 
Mm. Really? Yeah. <laughs> look at the way they did with Starfire. It's yeah, like, that's true. Oh, right, 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 right. And then Beast Boy's like, hey, Tara, hey, Tara, what's up? Yeah, Tara. Yeah, word. He that was, was like, very teenish. He was like uh, one step away from turning into a tentacle monster and raping uh, her. Right, but I like, I, I like, he was actually, <laughs> I, I liked uh, uh, Robin and uh, and uh, Raven because both of them were like, I'm not having sex with you, I'm not having sex with you. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'm not interested. Yeah. That was pretty funny. But um, like, I, I would retitle this uh, Creepers and Pedophiles, the animated series. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, I wouldn't go so far, Creeper and Pedophile, but <laughs> Creeper and Pedophile maybe. Or Pedophile with erectile dysfunction. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Sure, I'd have you. Which is a very After this pill. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So ratings for Teen Titans, Judas Contract. Ralph? I give this seven. What is that sword metal made out of? She cuts through anything out of ten. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Mike? Um, like I said, I'm just tired of seeing the same old stories over and over again. But nonetheless, um, I, get, I gave it six. Terra, the Dark Joker saga. Out of ten, <laughs> the Dark Joker saga. Okay. Because that's what it is now. It's just like I, we have three main stories in these comics, and we hear them again and again and again. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna give it a six also, but I'm gonna give it six. Oh, Dick, you're gonna learn soon enough about living with a woman. It really sucks, even if she's an alien. Out of ten. <laughs> that's just my message to, to, to Dick. That's not related to him being married <laughs> at all. At all. Not at all. Because living with a woman is a, it's a different thing. And and I don't know when you know when your lovely wife might hear this, but on her behalf, I will just say to you, one, two, Gigi's coming for you. <laughs> All right, so there you have it. Teen Titans Judas contract. Um, actually lived up a little bit uh, more to the name than the other one, but that was a mouthful. But don't go anywhere. I got more of a mouthful because Geeks on the Go is next. Stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. Hey, comic fans, Shine and Bosch here. If you also happen to be into marginal life heroes and tights, a.k.a. professional wrestling, then head on over to 4lifepodcast.com for the latest and greatest in the world of wrestling. Bosch and myself taking behind the scenes to past and present with all your top wrestling promotion and news. So listen, visit 4lifepodcast.com, download us on iTunes or Stitcher, and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at 4lifepodcast. Because when you listen to your podcast, you listen to it. Why? Now back to the cap, Ralph the Tech, and Mike the Finance Guy. Meanwhile, 22 pages later. Geeks on the go. Now we're more Nightwing. Now more what? Nightwing. Nightwing. Gotta enunciate. I did. He heard me. He's sitting across from you. Exactly. You're sitting right next to me. And you got headphones on. It's not like you had a dick in your mouth. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so. Oh, you know he's got a big ball in front of his face now. <laughs> he's moved up from the big black dick that he had in front of him. Now he's just playing with the one ball. I guess it's the the black version of Lance Armstrong. <laughs> he's not asking for money, so that's good. <laughs> All right, so you know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek, and we rarely make it under a minute. It's a rainy day in April. Actually, today's the last day of April. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. April 30th. And last know, day of April, first April. day of American Gods. Yeah. Oh, man. I thought you were going to go for the Justin Timberlake joke. What's the Justin Timberlake joke? You never seen it? Uh, the meme on Justin Timberlake? Nope. I know it's April right now, but next week it's going to be May. 
I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. I'll explain it to you fuckers later. All right. (laughs) Ready, set, go. What Marvel group would be considered the equivalent of the Teen Titans? Ralph. Uh, The Champions? Okay. Mike? The New Warriors. uh, Before they sucked. So basically until issue two. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, that's a a quick turnaround. Which classic comic book movie will have another movie made first? Tarzan, Low Ranger, or Zorro? Mike? Well, because of the beefcake factor, I say Tarzan, Lord of the Dance. (laughs) (laughs) Ralph. I say because it's about time that they do it, Zorro. I, I love Zorro. I agree. One of my favorite characters. Yeah. The movie Logan, like I said before, is being re-released in a black and white version. What other comic book movie could warrant such the same treatment? Mike. Well, watching a color movie in black and white doesn't make it profound, you pathetic millennials. Uh, but I say Daredevil because he wouldn't notice the difference. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph. Uh, Deadpool, just to see. <laughs> just to see. Just uh-huh. Our last question. Imagine if you were able to go back in time and influence the making of Superman v. Batman. What is one of the things you would remove to... Fuck. Yep. We almost had it. No, we didn't. No, oh, no we didn't. I no, we didn't. Okay. Batman v. Superman. You go. You can go back in time and influence the making of it. What's one thing you could remove to improve it? Ralph. The script. Can we get more specific, please? My answer is the script. There is not one <laughs> you thing. You really? Ra- there, think about it. You remove Lex Luthor, the script still sucks. You remove Henry Cavill, the script still sucks. There's nothing you can remove. It's a bad movie. Wow. All right. <laughs> so, I mean, at least in my opinion, I mean, there is nothing else to remove besides the whole I, script. For me, I mean, there's a couple. There's a couple of things you could you you could remove, but I think for me, one thing I would say for me, Lex Luthor was one of that, or at least what's his name's portrayal of it. Um, right. Um, I, Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg's mm-hmm. portrayal of it because it might have been. Maybe a little more enjoyable. Maybe. You know, no. or if you got rid of the, the, the whole Justice League um, kind of wink and nod, if you got rid of that whole thing, that's something you can get rid of. The fact that you have more than one thing tells you it's the script. script. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you all. All right. All right. Shout outs. Um, what shout outs do we have this week, gentlemen? Uh, I'm going to shout out my niece, Erin, only because she was asking one question, but she said, oh, I said, I'm doing a podcast. She goes, Oh, is it online? She was talking about something else. And I said, yeah, I've been doing it for four years. And I went through this whole thing. And she's like, oh, no, I know about it. And I'm like, no, I don't think you did. <laughs> so shout out to Aaron. <laughs> shout Not out to that Aaron. I was just going to say, we'll call her halfway Aaron. <laughs> I'm going to call her halfway Aaron. Why? Because she only listens to half an episode. <laughs> but she always starts out promising. I just listened to your episode. Oh, you heard the part about so-and-so? No. no. <laughs> and, and it's not even no, it's a meek no. So it's really like, no. <laughs> but we'll take half a listener to no listener any day. Yeah. Yes. So now we got half a star. <laughs> Ralph, any, anybody you want to shout out? I'd like to shout out the greatest person I know. Me? Thank you. No, I was talking about myself. Oh, God. When are you going to come up with somebody else besides the troublemakers? Uh, all right, I'll shout out my nephew, who's probably not going to listen to this. <laughs> Maybe you need to get him to listen to it. Because then he'll realize, wow, my uncle knows shit about shit. That's true. Yeah. Maybe. Mocking you about American guys. He wasn't mocking me. He was trying to inform me about it. He was mocking you. No, he was informing me about it. He was mocking you. No, I got him to read the book, though. Oh, that's good. So you see you like use manipulation. Well done. (laughs) Well done. You you could be a parent now. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) You could be a parent now. After yesterday, I'll reconsider. Uh, I I bet. (laughs) Trust me, it's not easy. If you heard two episodes ago, you already know that. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Shout out to my daughter. I love you. Uh-huh. You'll hear this later on. I love you. But your involuntary movements drive me crazy. <laughs> Riley, the cake is a lie. <laughs> the cake is a lie? <laughs> it's a portal reference. Shut up. All right. <laughs> All right. Shout out. Uh, I got a couple shout outs. Shout out to Ruben. 
Uh, got to work with him. Got to work out with him. The sandwich? Not work out with him. Work, no, my boy. Oh, okay. My boy from from uh, the job. Um, worked with him a couple of weeks ago. Went out for drinks with him a couple of weeks ago with Super Game. Shout out to Super Game. Not that he'll listen. <laughs> Super Game. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? He's the only Super one that Game. calls him that. <laughs> his his girlfriend calls him that <laughs> to make him feel better. <laughs> uh, where's my boom? Come on, that was worthy. Thank you. You need to get the whole thing. It's okay. I'll take half. <laughs> like he could say, Mike could take half a fucking star. I'll take half a fucking rim shot. There you go. Um, shout out to Johannes, who's always giving us props. Even like sometimes I'm like, oh, he tagged me in something. Oh, props. Yes. <laughs> Yay. Because we're that good. And, and by the way, I'm shouting out to Johannes as well, but I don't understand why we don't have a massive Swedish audience. I'm holding you responsible for that. <laughs> I'm I'm waiting for a massive drawing that he drew and supposed to send overseas. <gasps> That's right. Just saying. I forgot. Just saying. You're like, oh, guys, I'm working on it. Never sent it over. Yes, wow. I'm calling you out, Johannes. That sounds like a dare. <laughs> <laughs> like a dare. Make it sound bad like that. <laughs> Put your tongue on a pole. That No, it's not like that. No. And I can't wait to find out from Johannes. He's uh, going to read the Doctor Strange, Doctor Doom story. I saw. He was yeah. like, oh, um, can't wait uh, to hear MFG exit. said that it would be worth it. And you're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a great book. It's was really good. I haven't read it. I just know about it's it. It's on my shelf. Yeah. That we never talk about anymore. Mike's shelf. Speaking of Mike's shelf, soon. one of the fans of Mike's shelf, I want to give a shout out to. Shout out to Big Kev, who's too busy being in. Big Kev. <laughs> I don't want to say Jen's cornfield because that sounds like a totally different issue right there. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like tra- she's got issues. <laughs> <laughs> see, damn, I don't want to. See, that's what I was sounds like to... she needs a weed whacker. <laughs> <laughs> see, Mike said it. Or a I was corn trying collector. To... Okay. Oh, my God. Because he better get to shucking and jogging. Oh, <laughs> Charleston, Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Big Kev. Um, he always, he's always asking about Mike Shelby. Yo, well, you guys need to fucking abandon that shit? That shit made shit interesting. What yeah. the fuck? Jack uh, Power all day. All right. So here, here's the trailer that I'm thinking of. All right. In the distance, there is a, a, a dark object. You can't see what it is. And it starts getting closer and closer and closer and closer. And then I come in the shot and I say, Mike Shelf, coming soon. Oh, my God. Fade to black. There we go. I'm going to draw it for you. All right. I'll draw it for you. You got it. Just <laughs> just, just make it all black. <laughs> Save yourself the artwork. Like you? All black? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you. I deserve that one. There you go. You get um, it when you earn it. Yeah, I get it when I earn it. Sound like my wife. <laughs> <laughs> See, two in a row. Not bad. I'm on a roll. Oh, speaking of on a roll, hipster Tom. Oh, my goodness. Another one who's lost in the sauce, oh, so Hipster to Tom with his, like, 10 a.m. birthday parties he goes to instead of showing up yeah. for the podcast. Right? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> 10 a.m. birthday parties. That's where it's at. Between the 10 a.m. birthday parties and, oh, my goodness, I took I took somebody to this movie and it sucked. And do, 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 do. Hey, Why are you taking it to the Lego movie? <laughs> it's not, not a date movie. Listen, it's not day drinking if you're at a party. Yeah, that's true. Remember that. That's definitely true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also, shout out goes to Joe the intern, who's always coming up with different stats and different like references to the show. Now that he's like fully immersed into the show, he has like a, a M22 reference every time we talk. I'm like, you know, we were friends before the podcast, right? <laughs> I have a shout take back, what? which is I would shout out the New York Comic Con for their pre-sales for their pub, um, their fan verification oh loyalists. Yeah. However. It was right after I bought tickets, and yes, we have tickets now, Yes, um, that I thought about it. And I said, you know what just happened? Uh, for those of you that did not fan verify for the New York Comic Con last year, um, 
those that did fan verify were able to get tickets through a pre-sale. Now, the pre-sale only has individual tickets for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, which means we don't get any deals for buying a three-day pass or a four-day pass. So what they've done is by appreciating their fans is saying, we're taking more money from you to go see the day. Yep. And I'm like, so I'm taking a shout back (laughs) from the New York Comic Con for a slightly underhanded you know, slapping the face there I, to their fans. I didn't even think of it that way. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. But, I, but I heard they're not going to have three-day passes, period. Uh, that for, could for, be possible. That's what I'm saying. I, I haven't read so anywhere. I, so I would say hold back on, the, on, the, on that um, that shout back, only because I'm hearing that they're not going to have it at all. Okay, that I, I mean, we'll, we'll see when, when they release it. That, that could make sense, because they were actually kind of losing money on that one. But, well, not only they're losing money, but, you know, I know that they were saying that Something about the availability of certain things of the of the show. The fact that they're never of, there. <laughs> well, also because of the renovations that are going to the Javits. So, ah, okay. Yeah. So I guess they want to control the people that, the amount of passes that are out there. Oh, yeah. well, oh by the way. Go. I'm sorry, completely unrelated, but I wanted to get this in. Because we said that I was going to bring this out. I'm throwing this out on the air. For all of you that are not caught up on Flash, the TV show, stop listening now because I'm going to, well, not spoil anything, but just a little bit of information about this um, episode that just occurred from uh, the last week of April. We so, call this segment Mike has a theory. Yeah, <laughs> theory. it's not really a segment, but I'm tossing this out there because uh, if I'm wrong, then I'm just wrong, and I'll I'll admit that. Um, Savitar, I think that Savitar is Barry Allen's time remnant. Yeah, I when you, you said know, the off podcast, that yeah, made so much yeah, sense. Yeah, I, I really do because um, you know Savitar all along has said that Barry Allen created him, and then we found out that uh, during a battle. Savitar killed almost all of Flash's time remnants. Right. So I, that's what I'm thinking. So stay tuned. Well, it's funny because who, who else could it be? That's the thing I'm too. Really, Diaco? You couldn't well, go? Well, the only other person I thought, I mean, again, it could be anybody. I just thought it would be fun in, if they did it well, would be like Eddie. Yeah. That's oh, what I was Eddie, Eddie well, that was my original thought. Yeah, Eddie Thawne. I don't I thought wait for him to come back he, up Because yeah. he fell into the, the vortex of the portal. Remember when, when he was shot? Right. Well, he just kind of dissolved. I thought. You know, no, no, no. Ed, Eddie Thon. Ed, uh, oh, uh, you're Thon, talking about uh, Eobard. Eobard yeah, Thon Eobard dissolved. dissolved. Right. But when Eddie was shot, he fell into the the, the rift of the portal. Oh, ah, that's so okay. he might be the guy. Oh, that's interesting too. Well, we'll, we'll so and I'm, then, going for, I'm going for the time remnant though. I'm going kill, for Barry Allen himself. You know, killing Iris could be an Eddie thing out of jealousy. Right. The no, fact is like. Fine. Oh, you think I'm fucking dead and you're going to go with your, your your childhood friend that you grew up with and that's almost like a brother to you? It's kind of yeah. weird. But, all, but, but, also, but here's the thing, tying in spoilers, um, Killer Frost, to follow follow um, Savitar so wholeheartedly, right. has to be somebody she knows she's cool with. She wasn't cool with Eddie or Ebert like that. The only person would be Barry. So you never sense. know. We'll no. see. You never know. I'm, I'm, so, so that's Tuesday, the final question. We find out who is Savitar. Who are we putting the money on? Who are we putting the money on? On Ralph? Well, that would have been better after I had actually made the point. But are we putting our money on Ralph or putting our money on MFG? He's just so happy he can use that button. (laughs) One more time. Oh, stop, 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 stop. There we go. (laughs) So if you're listening to this, uh, get back to our Facebook and let us know. What do you think? Who is Savitar? Absolutely. You know what it is also? The as late as you are, you are not the fastest thing in the universe. <laughs> right? <laughs> wow. That Now I'm calling for the end of the show. <laughs> so for MFG Mike, the finance guy, RT Square off the tech, this is the cap saying, keep it geeky. And I think Mike said, fuck you, New York Comic Con? Uh, almost. We'll find out. <laughs>